0: To another keel haul podcast i'm your host captain logan and we've got a lot of Thieves news to cover today so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast ahoy there pirates i hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend i know i did this week we got a new update with a whole new thing called maiden's voyage as well as an entire new bunch of festival of givings let's dive into it first up on today's docket, let's talk about the Festival of Giving. Now, if you guys have gotten a chance to jump into the game, then you should already know that there is a whole new event going on where we are being incentivized to actually go out and look for these uh, gifts, these these little presents and stuff. And each of these is going to uh, gonna be taken somewhere. Well, they suggest that we take it to I-13. Now, it I-13 traditionally was the home of the killer whale, the wreck of Merrick. And as such, it has recently been changed over to a new... Place called the Reapers Hideout, something that the mass stranger is actually calling, and Stitcher Jim is wanting to impress his fiance. So he's asking us to go out into the world to find these, uh, these gifts, these humble gifts and stuff, and they he wants us to take them to her over on Reapers, um, Reapers Hideout, and again. This is just, it's so much crazier that we're, that we're doing all of this. But all of these, you take them over there and you can either turn them into her to get credit, which you have to turn in, I believe it's 100 total, uh, 50 of each, and you have to uh, give away 30 of each of the two sets. So you have to get people to turn in 60 total of them. And I've gotten most of that complete so far. It, it hasn't been too hard, but it's definitely one of those things that you're gonna wanna jump on this while the event is actually active, because. It's going to be a lot harder to incentivize people to go over and do this event once the actual update has ended. So make sure you get in there and actually do it this month. It's going to be really important to incentivize players for doing this. Um, you're going to be getting doubloons for each of the turn-ins and stuff. So these washed up gifts and the ones that you dig up as a result of the voyages are going to be, uh, you know, five doubloons if you turn them in um, and then you get like the, the normal commendation rewards for those as well. Alongside this, there's actually going to be the uh, range of mercenary commendations that are available that are unlocked by participating in the gift seeker voyages that jim is offering and of course there's always going to be a bunch of new cosmetics that are coming in with the uh, with the actual uh, black market uh, content that's coming in so the main thing that i've seen a lot of people doing is these ashen skeleton forts the skeleton forts have a red skull now instead of so just the standard. One and when you head over there, they you're going to be fighting through waves like you normally would, and then at the end you're actually going to encounter uh, some of the the Ashen Keymasters or Ashen Guardians before you finally come up against some of these Skeleton Lords, and. There's three of them, and you have to kill them uh, over the course of time. I think one of them wants you to kill uh, the each, each of the three 50 times each, which it seems like that's kind of a long-term progression goal that they're adding in. And I don't know about you, but I really love these skeleton lords. I think they look amazing. They think they look exactly like some of the the concept art that we actually had in the art book when that first came out. The one that actually has the uh, wheels on his back, uh, I'm going to call him Archie. Cause that's every time I see the the little arches on his back, it just makes me think of Archie. So uh, he's Archie. I haven't thought up names um, for the other ones except for maybe like Boo, Bowie or Buffant for the 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 woman skeleton lord that has the big Buffant hair, hairstyle that I think is hilarious and. With this, it, it's kind of we're getting back into this um, this thing where we're going out, we're we're hunting down ashen chests, we're hunting down uh, key masters to open those, and doing uh, the skeleton fleets with the fire so that we, or with the the fire bombs so that we can get the ashen chests, and we're turning in these tombs, and the tombs that we turn in are tombs of curses in terms tombs of power. The tombs of power are the ones that are. Um, in this update and then the the curses ones were from the last update. So those are all really kind of the main things that are coming into this update. Again, I can't stress that the best thing to do in this instance is if you're doing this and you're going out and you're getting gifts, uh, take all of the ones that you get and just put them on the island. In fact, if you can find a Reaper's chest, that's even better incentive to just plop that onto the table, it'll put a marker on there showing that someone's been there and then someone will hopefully go over there And uh, turn those in. Um, I've actually been going uh, from time to time and just grabbing a ship sailing over to the island checking to see if anything's over there and then checking to see if there's any reapers chests up at which point i go for those once that's done i generally leave that server start up a new server and then go hunting for another one it's it's a it's kind of an interesting way to pass the time but it has definitely gotten me a lot of doubloons and helped out with the hundred some gifts that i need to turn in uh while helping other people get theirs turned in because i'm specifically just going out there to try and and turn in these things. I'm not trying to do anything else. I just want to make sure that if people put them there, that someone is actually turning those in before they log out. Because I, I don't think we're going to get credit if we put a whole bunch down at the end of our voyage and nobody goes to turn those in until later after you've logged and and you you're expecting credit i don't think that's how that's going to work and um there hasn't been any information about if you get credit for people turning it in if you're dc'd uh or disconnected from the server so if you disconnect or if you leave the server and you come back in the time frame if somebody turns those in if it's gonna if it's gonna retroactively count towards your actual credit because there's a lot that you need to turn in and uh you, you kind of i mean the first night uh first or second night that i went out i was out with um uh the, the gentleman uh friend of mine gets me a beer and he uh basically we found a a newer pirate that or not a new pirate but a, a lapsed pirate who was at the beginning but came back for this and we, we he was working on the shroud breaker we literally gave him a whole bunch of tombs commandeered his ship in himself and then sailed him over to the island and not at gunpoint but pretty close forced him to actually go and uh, turn in all of our tombs and he was appreciative because I mean he got a whole bunch of doubloons out of it but without actually um, telling him basically what was going on or him looking into it he had no clue that this that this thing was even happening and it was nice to actually get that chance to to kind of go out and actually uh, help him with that Um, subsequently this week, I actually had a really awesome, uh, loot haul that I, I kind of got pulled into at the, the last few hours where, well, it, I say last few hours, it ended up being like six hours, but I actually got to go out with uh, one of the members of the Kielhull Discord, who's a part of another server, uh, Discord server, and they had a few ships that they were um, using to kind of grind out for of the Dam, so that they could kind of you know, have a few for, for Grey Morrow's spirit, as well as one that's just kind of like on the other side in case they need to kind of patrol or, or handle other ships that were coming in. And they had been stacking loot for a, a good six hours before I got there. After about 12 to 14 hours of, of actual sailing, all of us went to the Shores of Gold where we did a really cool loot uh, stack where where we kind of laid everything el- uh, out in the Valley of the Kings and made a rare symbol. And it, it wasn't the best, but, you know, we were really proud of it and we were all really tired and you know I, I jumped on around midnight I didn't go to bed till 6 a.m. Saturday morning and uh, at that point we all just kind of turned it in I think I, I think I pulled in about 500k and a whole bunch of doubloons it was it was pretty awesome I, I haven't gotten to do those in a long time so if you if you happen to find one uh, great because they're a lot of fun and it doesn't detract from the game if, if you're still having to fight off other people which we, we ended up having one guy I felt bad though because he messaged me later on he's like I just wanted to learn how to do the fort and yeah like how can you trust that you know if if you sail over and you grab you grab the alliance flag and you don't really interact with us and then you pull your ship around I'm going to take that as kind of hostile because you didn't really you're not trying to parlay You're just trying to take advantage. Um, so, you know, try to try to speak up if you can give it a hoi or Or we're friendly and, and you know, give it a shot that way Otherwise, it's just going to be, you know Really just assuming that you're coming to try and take the loot. So, um with this event It was really really fun to kind of go out and see Um, just how all this this gifting and stuff. It's reverse pirating in the most purest essence of of that that scenario and you don't see that too often. Um, you know, we we kind of go out and we leave treasure for people from time to time, and we we kind of reverse pirate. But this is a whole event that is literally the festival of giving. It is literally giving everyone your treasure. You go out, you dig it up, you leave it for someone else, and hope that they go and actually turn it in. And. We've run into I've I've personally run into a few people that were were really friendly over at uh, the the Reapers Hideout, and that was really cool. It was nice to to have a chance because lately it feels like I haven't really met anyone that's willing to talk and this event has forced us to start using in-game voice chat now for some reason when I play the game my in-game voice chat is messed up I don't know if it's because I've got so much going on with recording the podcast and streaming that my mixer isn't set up right or maybe it's the Xbox beta app I, I I've troubleshooted a fair amount and I just I'm not too sure what's going on with that but needless to say it, this event has been a real real interesting twist on how we've been playing the game for the last five months and uh, it's it's pretty welcome I, I've actually been having a good time with it it's been fun to to kind of go out and have have a, a, a um, uh, I can't think of the word but you know when you're when you're having a friendly interaction with people you know and you're working together to try and do something and everyone's having fun because everyone's put in effort and they're getting rewarded for that effort while requiring other people to do it, not not like it's in in and not something where it's like, okay, well, we're gonna go shoot up to uh try and land on this all throne and hopefully all of us make it up there in a reasonable amount of time so we can all sit and uh get a photo afterwards. But that's kind of the main chunk of what's actually coming with the main update. Um, you know, obviously there's a, a bunch of cosmetics that came in with this, some recolors, things like that. And uh, some festival stuff that came into the Emporium. So, uh, before I kind of jump into like the Emporium and Maiden Voyage and all that stuff, I did want to cover some of the things that did get fixed. Now, I don't know how well this applies to everyone, but I have had my equipment bug fixed Um, I was able to go out uh, this last week and I was able to actually like have my equipment set the only weird thing that I'm noticing right now is I apparently have uh, two speaking trumpets of different cosmetics I've got a parrot one and I've got the um, oh you know I just blanked on what the other one was I can't remember but I've got two drums as well and one of them is the uh, the festival harvest one from Thanksgiving and the other one is just the black obsidian one and I can hot key between them I can uh, select them from the equipment pane in the UI and I don't know what that's about but if it allows me to keep my equipment uh, selected the way I want it so that I can at least have the the cosmetics that I, I like to see that I'm I'm for that. That's fine. The other thing that I wanted to get into is kind of a contentious thing, and this is something where I I'm of two minds about it. Uh, part of me is reacting emotionally when I think about how the sword co- combat has changed, and there's actually a, 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 a I'm gonna. I'm going to dive into this a little bit more, probably next episode. I want to dive into this specifically because there was actually a really nice developer post from Mike Chapman that kind of discussed this. Needless to say, there were some sword combat changes that um, allowed you to uh, be able to swing faster Uh, if if you were trying to swipe at someone and you actually missed them the cooldown's actually been reduced and if you block and you block like the successive swings from another player or from a a skeleton you're no longer stunned Um, the big thing that i think a lot of people are having trouble with comes down to the sword wield timing And that's what they're basically doing is they're trying to break the macro that people are using in Arena to be able to spam your sword by stowing it and pulling it back out without any kind of delay. Uh, It doesn't afford the opportunity for people to be able to actually respond in that instance if people are doing that. And because of that, they're breaking it the same way they broke double guns, which is by increasing or, or by adding a timer once you pull out your sword and a lot of the trouble is uh for one having to to remap your your mind so that you take into account that time that you need to allow your sword to be ready to use and not not just fully expect it. It's basically barrels 2.0 all over again, and everyone's frustrated by it. The way uh, double gunners were frustrated by the change to guns, and it's just going to take some time. We're going to have to get used to it. It's going to be fine. This is definitely something that I would say is a well thought out approach that they are, or in the sense that they are, are actively trying to make sure that they that this is the right decision that this is the right Action to take when it comes to actually changing the combat so that it's uh, a little bit safer from people abusing it through macros, which aren't available for Xbox. So if anything, it's going to help kind of level that playing field between PC and Xbox a little bit more. I'm not getting into the uh, the whole the whole opt out thing. That's coming still, uh, hopefully by the end uh, by the beginning of the new year. They've also added some sword trails to the actual swings, which eh, yeah, I wasn't. Really like I, I wasn't really feeling like that, that was necessary. I felt like the blade was pretty evident. Um, but you do get these damage in indicators which uh, you actually can tell where you're being attacked from and that's kind of nice. Uh, I will say right now if you are going out and um, using collector's chests, I know this is a weird detour from the combat thing. I'm done with combat. You don't have to worry about it. We're not talking about combat no more. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of the updates that came in. Um, portable ammo crates are out in the world. They're kind of nice. You can use them uh, freely and you can refill them at any port, any actual like ammo crate that's-, that's a normal one, whether it be on islands or your ship and stuff like that. Uh, the... Um, you know what? I'm gonna say this. Uh, I I am afraid of the storms. Uh, the storms are freaking terrifying. Now uh, we sailed into I sailed into one with a buddy of mine on a sloop. Um, we didn't read the patch notes where it talked about how uh, the frequency of of lightning strikes has been reduced, but the damage has been upped. And wow, just wow. Like, if you're below 90%, you're dead. You're D-E-D-D. And uh, yeah, that was uh, really surprising. We weren't expecting that. We both got one shot on uh, the anchor while we were trying to lift it to get the heck out of a storm after it had moved in over us as we were unloading gifts onto uh, Reaper's Hideout. So um, yeah, I don't know how this is going to work with us uh, trying to fish up Stormfish um, because it's no longer just like uh, messing up your your actual fishing. It is now a life-threatening prospect, which it's lightning. I kind of figure this is something we should expect with lightning. Um, One of the main things that I did want to talk about uh, that I think is really cool that doesn't actually pertain to the patch notes. It's actually something that is coming out as a result of um, this kind of winter holiday season. It's the advent calendar. It started on the 13th of December and it's going to the 24th. So it's 12 days every day that you log in, you get a, um, a voyage that gets tacked on. It's automatic. You don't have to go pick it up. It just shows up. Um, December 13th was a, a reputation boost in Adventure and Arena. Uh, December 14th was Double Doubloons, which was kind of cool. December 15th was a, a, a reputation boost for the Order of Souls by twice. And December 16th, uh, the day of, of the recording, is actually a boost to the Hunter's Call. So all you fishermen out there, uh, or fisherwomen, uh, fisher people. Um, uh, if you want to get good reputation with the Hunter's Call, either by gems or by actual fish, today's a good day to actually do that. Uh, from from what I understand, if you can't log in, uh, I think it might just be like a, an actual thing where it's just available this time. I haven't gotten a chance to log in since it updated to actually test it out, so my apologies for that. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else um oh the black market uh aristocrat clothing came in that's pretty cool i was actually pretty pretty nice it was pretty kind of it was, it was cool to see some more um kind of dressed up posh looking clothing that that uh we've been wanting i'm i'm still waiting for a tricorn hat at some point uh but other than that there's um a really nice uh, uh color of the pirate ship or pirate parrot ship uh if you remember the parrot stuff that came in a, a while back there's a really really nice Called uh, Nightshine um, pirate liveries or parrot liveries. God, I can't believe I keep doing that. Uh, that are out there. And if you like the sovereign clothing, the kind of uh, Spanish conquistador uh, clothing, there's a, a, a gray version or a silver version out right now. That's really awesome. The biggest thing that I noticed is that the the black market archive is out. Uh, as I recall, last week when I was talking about this, this was something where I mentioned that it wouldn't have past event uh, cosmetics, um, as I because I'm pretty sure that's what they said in the actual update. Um, that is not actually the case. It actually does have all of the past events, but they are significantly or significantly higher in cost uh, for the doubloons and for the gold. So just be aware of that. If you do want something, chances are it's gonna be cheaper when the event is actually live, as opposed to uh, when you want to get it later on. right next up on today's docket i want to talk about the maiden voyage um because honestly this is the coolest thing that i've i've gotten to do in sea of thieves uh for for a while like i I wasn't anticipating this when uh people had like there'd been whispers of maiden voyage i just assumed this was another tall tale i I was actually kind of surprised because i didn't think we were going to be getting another tall tale so soon so when i logged in and people are talking about uh maiden voyage um it took a little digging for me to be able to find so if you've, if you've been playing the game and you want to play it and you haven't found it yet and you want to log in and see it, uh, before you jump into anything, go into the, the normal screen where you go to pick up like your your, your uh, actual crew size and, and your ship type, stuff like that. In the bottom right, it's going to show you uh, Maiden Voyage. It's a small little tiny UI box that just says Maiden Voyage. And you click on that or you hit the button to get into that and it will actually load you into Sea of Thieves. Now if you're a new player and you've never played the game, this is going to be your first experience before you can even get into adventure or arena mode you have to go through this process so and i i went through it I've actually done it quite a few times. I think I've done it four times now, and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So there's commendations that are actually built up around doing the maiden voyage, Uh, and and the rewards to this are actually the pirate lord's jacket, which I love because it's actually got the three dagger holes in the back from where the daggers are when you look at the actual ghost of the pirate lord, and you also get the magpie's fortune sails. So as you're experiencing this, um, you're going to go around. You're going to follow the the pirate lord's instructions and then scattered throughout the island are actually a whole lot of little journals and as you read the journals they're actually from the pirate lord's perspective and he's talking about different things that he runs into that are, are very much about sea of thieves um i had a real blast going onto this island because it's probably one of the most beautiful islands there's a, a huge galleon wreck of the magpie's uh wing or the magpie wing um that is is up there the old magpie wing uh he he mentions in one of the journals that he has to talk to a shipwright who doesn't have an s name uh to make him another magpie's wing and uh or no yeah i think it i think it I think her name was Magpie now that I think about it, but I, I'll have to double check on that because I, I can't, I'm, I'm going off the top of my memory, so I can't really speak to that 100%. But the, you, you go out, you kind of get a sword, you, you go and you dig up a chest, it's got a, all your equipment, you get your equipment and then you kind of wander around. And this is probably one of the most beautiful islands, uh, rare to date has ever made. Um, shores of gold. The Tribute Peak was a, a, a feat in and of itself. This is definitely the epitome of pirate island to me. Like Paradise Island for 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 pirates. This is it. It's got waterfalls. It's got coves. It's got bays. It's got hidden passages. It's got secrets. There's um, hidden treasure all kinds of really cool stuff and god you know i really wish i could spend more time out in that that world because it's so beautiful and it's safe. I I I wanted to run a test uh, to see how well this would work. So I asked my wife, who does not play video games at all. Night in the Woods is the only game I've seen her play outside of Dr. Mario and Mario Kart. And both of the other two games are games that I wanted her to play with me. And the Night in the Woods is the only game that I've actually seen her play herself. So I asked her to sit down this weekend and to get get to see how far she could get. Now. Because she's not a gamer, she is not used to controllers, like her uh, moving with the left joystick and doing the right joystick at the same time, like strafing and turning and moving in junction, that's not a trained thing that she has learned over the years because she's never she's never really played any 3d games uh, at least nothing that actually had two joysticks so her familiarity with um, just using my Sea controller is already pretty foreign and I, I had to go through some trial and error or not some trial and error but some some light instruction work to help her uh, along the first little bit and then I kind of stepped away for a little bit and kind of let her experience uh, it for herself without me kind of hovering over her. And then I figured I'd come back and see how things went. Well, she didn't get too far. Um, She got all the way up to the point where she could actually get the map. And once she got that point, she couldn't work out how to um, open the map to basically select it from the right bumper and to, to move the joystick up. I subsequently went in to see if there were instructions on how to do this. And there are. The thing that I would say is the RS that they excuse me, the RS that they use for right joystick and left joystick is not intuitive to people that don't understand the shorthand for uh, controller buttons. So I would say that if they actually had something that looked like a joystick from the side profile where you've got the cap and you've got the actual stick and that controls onto the actual uh, portion where it moves around and and hits the sensors, all that jazz, um, instead of just a circle with RS. And that was the one suggestion that that she wanted me to to say because she didn't understand how it was and that she she got bored and she didn't know what to do and she ended up uh, leaving because she didn't she didn't really feel like she was having a whole lot of fun. Now that was coming from the perspective of a person that does not play video games, which is a weird a weird juxtaposition for for our relationship because she doesn't play games at all, and that's all I ever like to do. So it's really funny how how opposites attract in that sense. Uh, with the end of the maiden voyage now i i don't want to spoil this for other people who haven't had an opportunity to go check this out but if you haven't it's totally worth doing the ending because the ending really was uh, thematic and it, it was beautiful it really kind of pulled you into uh the experience of of getting into the sea of thieves and beyond that, one thing I did want to talk about, which has been brought up by other people, and I noticed uh, it, it was kind of an odd thing, is is that this island is technically outside of the Sea of Thieves. The interesting thing about that is that we are joined, or we're, we're being, we're meeting up with the Pirate Lord's ghost, and this is the first time that the game, uh, or anywhere, has expressed that a ghost can actually leave the Sea of Thieves and exist outside of the Ferryman's Reach. Now the reason why I say the Ferryman's Reach is because the reason some of the Forsaken Alliance uh, or Forsaken Shores Alliance uh, crewmates um, from Captain Morrow died was because the Ferryman was not there in that area to uh, get their souls back from the, the Sea of the Damned. Now, I don't know how powerful, um, I I mean, obviously the pirate Lord Ramsey is pretty powerful. He's powerful enough to be able to split the shroud as a ghost. So obviously he's got some, some, some pretty powerful, uh, uh, gusto with that, with that form, but we don't know how far that extends, except that now we understand that he can exist outside of Sea of Thieves. So... If that's the case, what other really strong spirits could be out in the world outside of the Sea of Thieves that are coming in? And if Ramses can open the Shroud for new players, is, there, is that a potential for other people, uh, namely the Grand Maritime Union, to be able to make it through the Shroud uh, with, with their ships um, because of uh, because of the pirate lord doing this now, it's it's a it's a question in my mind of whether or not that's going to be a thing or not. So, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how this plays out, or if it's going to be acknowledged uh, by rare. And regardless, I just wanted to kind of bring this up because, um, some of you had brought it up. I thought it was worth talking about, and I'm interested to find out more about how this is even a, a possibility because it it just, it breaks my ba- my, my brain at this point. So, but a lot of people, um, seem pretty happy with uh, the the event itself, they, they're getting used to the Maiden Voyage, they like that uh, they're, they're getting used to the gifts and a lot of folks are still kind of uh, not liking the, the actual sword play, I think that's just a matter of time uh, before we get kind of used to it And, um, as I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific about this update, uh, this is, this is kind of the first steps, uh, we're, we're, we're maybe like three months away from the second anniversary of Sea of Thieves. And and because of that, I'm, I'm interested to see how we're going to be ramping up the story. Because if I, if I had to toss out a prediction and kind of think about like what's coming in the future, I have a feeling that the gifts. Uh, are going to be um, uh, mixed with the Ashen Chests, and we're actually going to be kind of having to um, uh, 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 figure out why the mass Stranger and Stitcher Jim are collecting these tombs of curses and power, and where's Duke, uh, when will he be back, and with Lorena, and if Lorena is going to be able to help uh, stop, what I'm going to say is probably the summoning of Flameheart. Uh, that's kind of where I'm going. I think the second anniversary is going to be that and 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 that was it's kind of like second anniversary comes out, big celebration, first introduction of flame heart as a tangible threat as opposed to just what we see at the end of the seabound soul. Uh I really I really think that that's going to be something that's kind of cool coming down the line now. We don't we obviously none of us in out in the community know. We're just trying to figure out based on the kind of trajectory that we're we're getting with this actual update. So um, this is a good good way for us to kind of celebrate, like you know, celebrate the giving and, and actually talking to pirates. So get out there, talk to other pirates, uh, exchange gifts. That's what Rare wants us to do for the time being, and I'm sure it'll probably uh, switch it up at the beginning of January as uh, we kind of move into new territory with what's going on. It, it is kind of scary now that I think about it that we are having so many people um, notice that there are more and more skeletons. Like we're just we're inundated with skeletons at this point. And uh, I'm wondering at some point if this is all going to kind of come to a head and crash like two galleons sailing towards each other. Let's move on. All right, pirates. The next thing I wanted to talk about is actually going to be the Pirate Emporium. There are a few things that we got this, uh, the Pirate Emporium this this month, and it's actually going to be a bundle of um, of, of actual weapons, some festival type weapons that are going to be more in line with uh, kind of like they've got ribbons and they've got holly, uh, and 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 they basically like I think the actual flintlock is. Um, has actually got like a candy cane handle, which is is absolutely hilarious. I actually really love that. Uh, so as I'm, I'm kind of looking at some of the things that are available, uh, you've got the Sea Festival of Giving bundle. And this bundle in uh, the US is $17 and a lot of people on the forums were super happy about this. They saw $17 for a bundle and they thought, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe what a good deal. it." No, they didn't, they hated it. It. They, of course they hated it, it's the forums uh, but no, so the, the Festival of Giving, actually a pretty good deal if you have not purchased anything in the Pirate Emporium, head over to the Microsoft store, search for Sea of Thieves check in the DLC section look up this bundle because what the bundle gives you is the four jolly dangerous weapons the the um, uh, I Have Reached the Blender Bust, the Sword, and the Flintlock Pistol, all of them in the really beautiful kind of uh, Christmassy style And on top of that, you get the uh, emote, the the dab that Joe Need is so very fond of, the crab dab. Uh, you also get the hide emote bundle, which has the it, it includes the free hide or tuck uh, emote that comes with it, but the other ones like the um, the the pillar uh, hide, the barrel hide. Some of these are hilarious. I actually really love them. They actually remind me of some of the the animatronic ghosts that are in the haunted mansion ride at Disneyland, as well as uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And they did a great job making these look kind of funny. Uh, So, on top of of five emotes and four weapons, you're also going to be getting 1,000 ancient coins, which, if you look at the cost conversion, that's roughly about $9.50. So if you take into consideration that the weapons alone, uh, ancient coins work out to about 10 bucks, you're getting a thousand coins, which is just about 10 bucks. That's already $20 roughly about how much uh, value is in the bundle. And on top of that, you're actually getting 25,000 gold, which may not seem like a lot, but think of it as a box of wondrous secrets. You're basically getting a box of wondrous secrets free with the five emotes, the four weapons the ten dollars worth in ancient coins and all for sixteen ninety nine. Now I sound like a shill right now, but that's because I actually really like this bundle and I regret picking up the Heidi Moat bundle in the crab dab uh, before I actually looked into this bundle. So I actually wasted money because I didn't pay enough attention to this. So I'm kind of hoping that you haven't spent anything and you take advantage of the $16.99 bundle. As far as I can tell, this is not something that is actually on sale right now. This is the normal price for it. And it makes sense because you're looking at roughly about $20, $25 worth in this bundle. That being said, the uh, $150 Ancient Coins Secret Stash, uh, where it's 150 coins, uh, that's on sale for $1.80 in the U.S. Uh, with Game Pass. And the Sea of Thieves Parrot Starter, which is uh, also kind of similar to, to the festival of giving. It's actually the one that we got prior. Um, that is uh, uh, on sale for $8.99 with Game Pass. So there's definitely a few things that are on sale as well as inside the actual Emporium where some of the past cosmetics for the ship uh, the ship liveries, the figureheads the, the collector's ones, those are actually on sale for past events as well too so if you hadn't picked up uh, any of those in the past you can actually pick those up for um, a little bit cheaper than what they were originally when they first came out and are currently uh, so keep an eye on that, that's going to be through the end of December into January where we get into the second or third uh, Wednesday of each month and we find out kind of what the next event is actually going to be um i think that's about it as far as the actual emporium no i'm missing stuff i know i'm missing stuff what am i missing the oh the kraken pet outfits uh are available in the pirate emporium and apparently pirate legend Pet outfits can be picked up uh, exclusively this month. I don't actually remember seeing that now that I think about it, so I'm, I'm questionable about that. There's also a Bilge Rats Persona Bundle, which uh, I've actually seen some pretty pretty funny videos of the Bilge Rat dance uh, as people kind of wobbling around as if they're drunk. It's, it's uh, kind of a funny thing. And they've also got a storytelling emote, which is a really elaborate emote set where... Each emote has a different story, whether it's like shooting something or it's like uh, catching a fish or fighting something like there, there's a, a few of these that are kind of like ways to express uh, telling a story through being a mime, which I don't I don't know anyone that ever wanted to be a mime, so I can't really speak to that. The thing that I wanted to dive into, though, the thing that I thought was the most important is the. Charity sales. This is something that if you go back and you watch the weekly streams back in February, the around the beginning of February, the uh, T.C.N. the Crow's Nest Captain Jay actually went out and sailed with uh, the Dev crew. It was his first time getting a chance. He's been a longtime community member and one that I've supported for a long time. He got a chance to ask a question that I asked him if he could if he could post to them to see what their responses would be. And the question revolved around. Uh, with cosmetics and microtransactions, would rare consider doing charity sales? Something that um, would would be able to have the proceeds of the the, the purchase for those liveries go torch toward towards a charity and. They did it. They finally did it. They finally, finally got charity sales out there. And it feels like this is the first step to being able to get more and more charities uh, supported through microtransactions for Sea of Thieves. And Special Effect is the first one that they were able to pick up uh, because they've worked so closely with that, that charity in the past. It, it was an obvious choice for them to kind of go with that one because they've already got that relationship and that rapport. It's really easy to do that. And they put some really nice sales out. They're nondescript, but they are beautiful. Beautiful. And you can pick those up in the Emporium or in the Microsoft store and all of the charity uh, or all of the proceeds are actually going to be going towards special effect, which if you're not familiar with special effect, you ought to. Uh, they're a UK based um, com- uh, charity organization that helps uh, bring um, um, ways for people. People to be able to play uh, Sea of Thieves with disabilities using like the adaptive controller and stuff, and that's something that we don't really see too often um, with with gaming companies. Uh, You know, World of Warcraft recently did a uh, pet that they put out for uh, a a, or for I think it was. can't remember now but they just put one out too and they've been doing this for a long time as well but it's nice to see uh, my current favorite company um, doing that with with the with the sea of Thieves stuff it's it's really nice I'm I'm wholeheartedly supporting it as well too I really appreciate that. All right, pirates. I had actually planned out to have this episode cover a lot more. Unfortunately, um, I've actually had to go back and re-record the entire episode. Uh, I had some technical issues today, and it didn't work out. And I'm rushed to try and get these, uh, try and get the episode out today, even if it's um, got less content than I originally had planned. Unfortunately, I'm trying to take into account the uh, the editing and stuff. It shouldn't be too bad but I did want to actually um, kind of close this out and hopefully I'll have some extra content out this week. Uh, I, I do want to cover the um, that the, the podcast Shore Leave episode for the Game Awards as well as the, uh, the Xbox Series X. And um, if things go well, I should have an interview coming out soon that some people may know about, some people probably won't, but uh, I got a chance to speak with um, someone who I actually have been following for quite a long time and have been uh really happy to work with and we got a chance to sit down and talk about uh their their experiences and uh how they got into Rare and what kind of their their um, their their gaming history has been like. So if all goes well, everything gets approved. Uh, I'll hopefully have that episode out later on. I don't know when because um, I'm I'm trying to get the shore leave episode out this week for the game awards. Then obviously uh, next Monday we'll have another episode for uh, Keelhauled and I will probably be diving into um, stuff that we kind of come up with or, or find out going into the second week of the actual uh, festival of giving so I may it's a long interview so it's one of those things where it's probably going to be better if I if I put that out midweek where it's not going to cut into the amount of time that I like to to kind of keep for uh news as well as community stuff because there's a lot of community stuff i've got a lot of your emails i'm sorry i have to bank them for right now but i I do want to get into those uh for next week um when i actually hopefully won't have any more technical issues that i have to worry about as uh as we kind of work on the podcast so um bummer these things happen i'm sorry guys i know it's not uh i know it's not preferable but I've got a lot of content coming over the next couple of weeks that will make up for this shorter episode, I promise. And with that, Pirates, thank you. If you guys want to join us, if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. You can always send me an email at CAPT, or excuse me, my Twitter is at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. My email is C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Feel free to come join the Discord server that we have. The Keelhaul community is continuously growing, and it's a great place to talk about the game, talk about other games, meet other pirates, like-minded pirates, and uh, get crews going to be able to go out and do different events. So feel free to jump into the show notes. Um, I will have all of the the uh, contact information in there if you want to get a hold of myself as well as uh, join the Discord, or you just want to take a look at some of the notes that I put in there. And with that, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.